Episode of the Time for Some Action podcast. I am your host, Niall Z, alongside my guy, uh, Mike. How's it going there, Mike? Yeah, well, my man. Appreciate you having me back on for uh, a sixth time, bro. Let's get it on, huh? Yep. Let's go ahead and get right to it. We're going to be talking about uh, the rest of the NFL draft, uh, our mock draft, as well as some baseball talk. I'm actually uh, sitting here looking at uh, baseball tonight on the MLB network myself right now. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I um, I was watching the end of the game early until we shit the bed, so I turned that shit off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, baseball's been uh, doing well. It's good to have baseball back. Uh, just went through the Ranger game here myself uh, out here in Texas uh, this past Sunday, so all is good. We're back to normal. Cool, cool. Good to hear. Good to hear. All right, so let's go ahead and jump uh, right into this uh, mock draft. At last we left off, we were at the uh, – we actually had just finished the 10th pick in the draft, which is the Cowboys. Now, okay. we can go one of two ways on this here. We can continue with that that mock draft where we can start from scratch and kind of burn through this here, seeing as how there's been a couple other workouts since we last spoke. So things have kind of shook up a little bit. Uh, How do you want to go about it? Yeah. You know what? You know, I don't know about you, but I got a lot of time on my hands. Let's, let's burn through this shit again. Huh? I like it. I love it. Cool. That works. All right, so first pick, that doesn't change in, in my book, at least. I still have, for the first pick, uh, the Jags going Trevor Lawrence. That's the easiest pick to go with in the draft. Uh, not, nothing really much to say about about that. Yep, Sam, I agree. Second pick, uh, still got uh, Zach Wilson. I personally wouldn't do it because the more and more I'm hearing about this guy, it's like, he didn't play against anybody, really. He's almost like your guy, uh, uh, Trey Lance. No, <laughs> I can't wait who, him. Who has he played against? It, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, all right, he, he at least he was at a D1 school, but who did BYU play against? And the teams that he did play, he was shaky at best, but uh, – the Jets are going to be the Jets, so I have them going with uh, with Zach Wilson here. Well, I think one of the major um, – I don't know what difference is, but I think one of the major things – I don't know if – last time we did the podcast to do the top half of the draft, um, I'm not sure if Sam Darnold was actually traded. Was he? Or was he still on the no, – no, he was gone by that point. He still was? Okay. Yeah. So, at that point, I can – I mean, I definitely don't fault the uh, the Jets for going Zach Wilson. Um, don't fault them at all because, I mean, like, they kind of do need a quarterback at this point. Um, as far as his 
between Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, you know, it, it kind of comes close to me. Um, I feel like the one true chest that uh, Zach Wilson had last year was when they had that kind of little uh, shakeup game versus uh, Coastal Carolina. Um, and he did well. So, I mean, I still see Jess going Zach Wilson here. Um, might not be as good as I think that Justin Fields might be, but I can definitely still see the uh, the Jets going Zach Wilson, just from the the total standpoint that they actually need a quarterback now. Yeah. 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 So they're definitely taking someone who, whether it's Wilson or Fields, and they've been kind of penciled in on. Wilson this entire time, even though people are saying, don't do it, don't do it. It's the Jets. So, you know, they're going to do it. So it's like the more things change, the more things stay the same with that team. Yeah. And just from the stats, I'm looking up the, uh, the one major game that Zach Wilson had, like I said, versus coastal. um, He, he was 19 of 30 for 240 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, I feel like his his running back had 106 yards and two touchdowns that game. So, I mean, you know, take that for what it's worth. But I mean, Zach Wilson did have a decent game against the uh, the one major competition that that he kind of had to face this past season. And then, granted, that was literally on like a a four day notice too. So, you know. Okay. So I am still not of too high a faith on this team, but it's hey, prove me wrong. I don't think they will, but we'll we'll see. Uh, moving to the next pick. Now this one I have it a little different than I had uh previously. I have uh San Francisco going with uh, Justin Fields here. I don't care what anyone says when it comes to to Mac Jones in this pick. I don't buy it. I can't see that he's the guy to go with here. So I'm saying they go with Justin Fields, give, give Jimmy G another year, build up his trade value, then dump him off uh, depending on how he's doing get some of those picks back that they traded up to get this spot and then Fields is your quarterback moving forward. Yeah, I I kind of feel with the 49ers at the, at the three pick, I feel like they're going to take the, the quarterback that falls to them. I mean, I don't see the Jets taking Fields. Um, if the Jets take Fields, I mean, maybe the, the 49ers have to take Zach Wilson at the same time because – you know, just like you said, I don't think Jimmy G is going to be the long-term option there um, in San Fran. So I feel like the second and third pick are going to kind of interchange, and whoever takes whoever, uh, the next team is going to take the uh, that next guy. So whether the just take Zach or the they take Justin, I feel like the the forty downers will take the second guy that falls to him. Of those two options, yeah, uh, I could see that. Uh, I could definitely see that happening for sure. 
right. So moving on to the fourth pick. Now, this one, I've heard a lot of things where Atlanta might do a trade. I've heard where the, they may stand pat and take a quarterback. I don't see them taking a quarterback considering they just uh, gave um, Matt Ryan an extension, so I don't buy that talk at all. So I'm yeah. thinking they're going – if they don't make a trade, they're staying there and they'll take uh, Kyle Pitts. I think uh-huh. his name is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, the tight end, Kyle Pitts. Yep. And you pair Pitts with uh, Julio and Ridley, and then you could find a running back. And that is a dynamic offense that can really go up against anybody, not just in that division, but anybody in the league, especially if Matt Ryan can stay upright. So I have them going pitch the tight end at four. Yep. I agree with that. Um, I feel like obviously Matt Ryan's not going to be the the long-term solution because, I mean, he's – but, again, the Falcons can't really afford to lose him because I I think he's he's still owed like $40 million or something like that. Exactly. So I don't think the Falcons can afford to move on from – Matt Ryan at this point because I think his dead cap space would be pretty high if they just you know move on to him. So I mean, you might as well take a tight end who can play like a wide receiver at this point because I mean Kyle Pitts back in Florida when he played Florida, um, he can play like a wide receiver. I mean, he's not like your prototypical guy who's going to be like a like a. a like a stocky tight end, like a, you know, like a, like a Witten or something. Right. I, I mean, he can kind of, you know, you can put him out on the, uh, the side as well. Um, I think. Split him out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really the only option they have because they can't really cut ties right now with uh, uh, Matt Ryan just because of the, what he's owed. So I feel like. If you can't cut ties with the guy that you're owed, then you got to get him a weapon. I feel like that's the only logical uh, situation right now. Yeah, because as good as Chase is, I don't think you'd you'd use a pick to go wide receiver there when you got Julio and Ridley there already. So uh, you can get away with using with um with getting um, Pitts because you. Basically, he's a quote-unquote tight end. So, but he, yeah, at the same time, he's versatile too. Exactly. You can, out wide. you can spread him out if you were like really want him to, but there's just no way that the uh, the Falcons can move on from that right now because he just owed just too much money. And even if the the Falcons try to trade him, nobody would want to come and pick up the contract either. So um, that too, yeah. Yep, so I think uh, Pitts at at uh, four is pretty uh, solid to me. Yep, so moving on next, we got uh, Cincinnati. Now, here's a shift from uh, the previous mock that I did today. Last time I had them going with uh, Jamar Chase, give um, uh, uh, Joe Burrow a weapon that he's familiar with that can – uh, basically grow alongside him uh, there in Cincinnati. But uh, after listening to Colin Cowherd 
go harping on and on the past uh, week and a half and kind of thinking it over myself, it does kind of make sense to switch it up and go uh, with the offensive lineman. Now, I'm not going to go with the lineman that most people have pegged as the number one lineman in Penny Sewell. Yeah. I'm actually going to go uh, Rashawn Slater. You kick him inside and make sure that your uh, your uh, basically your front five is keeping your uh, prize possession uh, upright uh, throughout his time there. Because you could have all – and you brought this point up, Mike, last time. You could have all the weapons you want, but if you're constantly getting hit, it doesn't matter. So in this instance, yeah, after thinking it over, I'm switching it up from Jamar Chase. I'm going Slater at this spot here. Yeah, so it, and that's a great point you bring up because I mean, if you saw how many times that uh, the Burroughs got hit last last year before he had his uh, season ender, I mean that guy was just getting fucking blown up left and right. I mean, you gotta get and like you gotta get an offensive lineman in there. I mean, whether it's Slater or uh, or Sewell. I mean that's yet to be determined, but you, you got to get him help as the you know being a Packer fan, you know, like Aaron Rodgers can have all the options he has, but you got to have protection to your quarterback, you know. So exactly, I feel like either Sewell or Slater. I feel like it's. I don't know. I feel like it's almost interchangeable. Regardless who they get, they got to get an offensive lineman to just protect Burroughs. Because, I mean, they've already um, invested in him as being their franchise quarterback, per se. So you got to get somebody who's going to protect your franchise quarterback. Because, I mean, this guy was just getting fucking leveled last year. I mean, hammered. So. I'm still 50-50. I mean, Sewell, um, you know, I'm a UCLA guy, so I'll probably always go towards Pac-12 guys. I mean, Sewell's a great guy. Uh, Slater is good as well. Um, I feel like as, as, like, interchangeable they are, I feel like regardless of who they pick, they got to go with the O-line versus a, um, a receiver. That's a no-brainer to me, actually. Yeah. The reason I'm thinking with Slater in this instance is he can kick inside a lot easier than Sewell can, whereas uh, Sewell, he's a tackle, and they already have two tackles pretty much. So unless they're thinking one of their other guys that are already there can kick in, that's where that's coming from. And then the guy – Cincinnati's pretty conservative in terms of like their ownership and stuff. And this dude coming from Northwestern, like middle, uh, middle of the country would fit in well with the fan base there. So that, that's where I'm going with that, how that would all shake out. Oh yeah. The Bengals are pretty. Yeah. 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 I agree. Pretty close to the best. They don't really do uh, the flashy pick. They haven't at least for some time. And if you're going off of, like, you know, like Mel Kiper's big board, I mean, Sewell would be the pick to go there. Yeah. But 
like just like you said though i mean uh uh northwestern big 10 guy he's going to be big he's going to be gritty so i feel like big 10 guy northwestern cincinnati pretty close like they're similar so yeah i like that i like that pick so moving on we got Miami. Now, this is where I think uh, Chase can go. Uh, first wide receiver off the board can help two out because it's kind of sink or swim with this guy. I don't understand the whole giving up on a guy after just his second season in the league, and this would be, to, and really it would be to a uh, like season and a half if he plays a full season because last year he was coming off the injury and and he didn't get a full season to really show what he can do. And then given the weapons that he had in Miami, there was really nobody to throw to any consistency aside outside Devontae Parker and then the tight ends that they have there. So I go get them, get, get him a sure number one weapon. Uh, hopefully they continue to, like build the offensive line and get a, a solid running back in this draft later on as well. And you might have something special going down in Miami, but for this pick so specifically, I go Jamar Chase. Yeah. So I think for as far as the Miami goes, I don't, I'm still not, I'm not going to lie. I'm still not uh, convinced that, uh, that Tua is going to be a guy moving forward. I know you have a hard division with the Patriots getting a lot better. Um, with, uh, you know, Josh Allen up there in Buffalo too as well. I mean, they are, they are, they're fine. But uh, I don't, I just don't see Tua being a franchise quarterback. Um, I feel like if the Dolphins think that Tua is going to be a franchise quarterback, I feel like Chase is the obvious pick there. Um, but I feel like the Dolphins are kind of in like a interesting spot here because I don't I don't know if Tua is going to be your franchise guy. I just don't know. I feel like we need some more some more time to see if Tua can actually do it. If he can even actually get through a full season healthy too, you know? Yeah. Uh, if he's pretty banged up, I mean, even back from the Alabama days with the hip issue, um, I don't know if two is. I don't know if two is a franchise quarterback. I mean, like I told yeah. you, last, I think last time we talked, I think you, I think I let you know, like there's really, besides Michael Vick, there hasn't been a left-handed quarterback that has had any success in the league, you know. Not in recent memory yet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Now, the Dolphins are in a tough pick here. That's a tough situation, though. Because I feel yeah. like I don't believe that Tua is going to be their guy five, six, you know, seasons down the road. But, you know, when you pick so high, I mean, shit, you got to have uh, maybe some options for Tua as well with Chase. But damn, but it's just if if two is not the option, there's 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 no real other option for a quarterback to pick there. I don't like that. And uh, that that's my my thing is that 
the only other case they can make is trading up uh, to move up to get a quarterback or draft your guy. At least if everything plays out in the scenario that we're mentioning so far, draft your guy, uh, Trey Lance, in this spot. And I don't see them doing that because they basically are they're throwing away everything they had with Tua and starting yeah. all over with Trey Lance. And they really just spent that pick on Tua. You know, right, and it's yeah. one of those things where who knows if they're gonna if they're gonna be bad enough to be this high in the draft to draft a quarterback again. So it's kind of one of those things. Do you say screw it? He isn't our guy. Go grab a quarterback right now, and, or be like, hey, we got to see what we got, and, and put pieces around them. Well, hey, I'll tell you one thing. Um, just being a friend of yours, uh, I, I hope, uh, you know, we're coming into the, you know, the Broncos pick next. So, obviously, uh, I hope you guys don't pick Trey Lance. Let me just say that right now. Well, we ain't at the Broncos quite yet. We still got a couple more. <laughs> we still got to get to the ninth pick, but <laughs> kind of see where this is shaking out. But we'll get there in due time. I just, I just hope that if there's one thing that I do hope, because I'm a, you know, Packer fan, obviously, but I just hope that you guys don't have to pick Trey Lance. I just, you know, you can't fucking do it. You can't fucking do it. So with the next pick, we got the Detroit Lions. This one, I have them taking um, uh, Sewell in this instance because you just bring. Uh, God, I'm already forgetting his name. Uh, Jared Goff. You just traded Goff in, uh, and Stafford was getting beat like a drum when he was there. At least he had weapons. Now a lot of those weapons have gone. Galladay has gone to the Giants, and yeah, so they still got the tight end there. But uh, you need someone to kind of keep uh, Goff upright. He's not the most mobile of guys, and so with this one, I got uh, uh, Penny Sewell going uh, to the to the Lions. I can hope the Lions, just based off of you know, I'm not trying to be a too much of a homer here, but I really hope the Lions uh, pick Waddell because I, you know, it just would be nice to see uh, Goff just get fucking destroyed. So um, I do like Waddell here going to the Lions. Um, I hope that they want to give more uh, like weapons for Goff, and then I hope that bites him in the ass because uh, Goff just gets sacked twelve times again. So <laughs> harsh, sir, harsh. So <laughs> next up, we got because we still got the Smith brothers up here, in, you know, Green Bay. So they're. If they pick up Robbie Seaver, the Smith brothers are just fucking licking their chops. And we love to see it. We love to see it. So I hope the I I do really hope the Lions uh blow this and I hope they pick somebody that's not an offensive line guy. So if they pick Waddell, that'd be fantastic for me. Uh because that just means it's open fucking season for uh Jerry Goff. So I'm going to go off of uh, 
hard here, and I want them to pick Waddell so we can just tee up and go. Because we did that in the playoffs uh, this year. So, you know, welcome to the NFC North. You say. <laughs> so, moving on next to Carolina. This is a weird team, honestly. And I can see them going a bunch of different directions. But with Sam Darnold there now and losing Curtis Samuel, basically who you're having to throw to right uh, left is DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson, who Darnold is familiar with. So that, that yeah. does have some familiarity there. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, they could go a number of different ways. Personally, I think they should go back still. I'm not sold on Darnold. I I wasn't sold on him at, at SC, but your quarterbacks to choose from are, are at this stage Trey Lance, which I don't see Carolina yeah. going for, and Mac Jones. You get you get Mac Jones in, in this situation. It's basically the polar opposite of Sam Darnold, and I don't see them doing that either. So. This one here, I'm kind of kind of do like a little bit of a curveball and, and go on the defensive side of things, seeing as how now this is a little bit high for them, I think, and this pick may actually end up getting traded, but I have them going with Michael Parsons here. Seeing as how Luke Keekley recently uh, retired, they need to kind of fill that void. Now, he doesn't play the exact same uh, position at linebacker as Keekley did, but you basically get your next guy in to be that leader on defense for the next uh, 10 years, pretty much. So I, uh, Michael Parsons going in the draft there. Yeah. So I kind of feel like um, it is an interesting draft pick. Um, I feel like if the Panthers traded to get Sam Darnold, I feel like you wouldn't have made that trade unless you think that Sam Donald can be like a franchise quarterback for you. Um, and this pick may just be going off of that, but I'm like, why are you trading for Sam Donald now? If you want to pick a quarterback in the draft, it makes no sense. So why would you right. have that, that trade in the first place? Um, I feel like if I'm the Panthers, and I traded for Darnold, and I think that he can be our guy. Um, I kind of feel like the Panthers uh, take the one that falls um, as far as the offense lineman goes, uh, whether Sewell goes first or Slater goes first. I feel like the Panthers might take the second guy that falls there. So I can see that. I, I could definitely see that happening too. Yeah. yeah yeah. They both got picked up there. Yeah, I could see that happening. So one or the other for me. So whether uh, Sewell goes first or Schletter goes first, I feel like if you really believe that uh, Sam Darnold's your guy, I feel like you'll take the uh, the second guy that falls uh, to that. Yep. That definitely sounds that. Uh, I could see that happening for sure. Uh, and now here we are. <laughs> with the ninth pick of the NFL draft the Denver Broncos On the take Charlie Lance. God damn it. I, I'm, he... hearing, 
I'm telling you, man, I'm hearing more and more that they like uh, Lance or Fields, and they would not have a problem at all drafting Trey Lance. Like, I hate to keep quoting the guy, but he's normally right, and he talks with the insiders on this stuff. Colin was on his show today, and he was basically saying Trey Lance is there for him where they don't have to move up to get him. He falls in their lap. They don't even have to worry about trading Drew Locke. They basically run the clock out with him. Like midseason, he's playing terrible. They're like, no, I'm fine. Bench him, whatever, and get Lance in the last couple uh, weeks to get some snaps in. And then uh, the following season, he has the keys to like uh, the rest of the offensive weapons. They clean out uh, the, uh, the, the coaching staff there because the coaching staff there is pretty much a defensive coaching staff. You get an offensive coach to kind of tailor the offense around him after he's had a year of seasoning, and there you go. And, and I can so see that being Denver's way of thinking on this here. If, um, you know, Niles, I love you. You're a good friend of mine. Um, if I'm pretty, you know, probably 100% sure that Justin Fields will be drafted before the uh, uh, Denver gets on the clock. Um, if you guys draft Trey Lance over Mac Jones, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just, you know, from the last podcast we did, you know, I'm not going to go in it, in it like any further details. I'm just saying, uh, Trey Lance, I'm not a fan of, um, Mac Jones, like I said, uh, plays SEC, uh, uh, teams weekend, week out. Um, he showed out Trey Lance plays, uh, fucking, you know, fucking RCC from Riverside. So uh, <laughs> I just don't I just don't understand uh, how Trey Lance goes above Mac Jones. Um, I can't do it. If I'm the uh, God, if I'm and I really do appreciate you guys as a uh, you know you as a friend and the the Broncos as the team, but I just don't understand that. Like, I just don't understand you go Trey Lance over Mac Jones. I just can't do it. You can't do it. You just can't fucking do it. Like, I mean, Mac Jones is literally playing LSU. He's literally playing the whole fucking SEC. Like, literally, it doesn't matter if it's Vanderbilt or LSU. He's playing the SEC. Every fucking day in and day out, he's playing now, the First thing. Week fifteen team when he plays uh, fucking the Citadel. Okay, we get that. I mean, that's a that's a scheduled fucking cupcake team that every SEC play SEC team plays at least week, you know, ten. But he just can't do it. Like who, now, who the, the thing that's playing. The the problem though with uh, yeah. uh, with with Mac Jones in this scenario though is yes he's playing the best of the best in the SEC but 
he's basically getting to play with an all-star team with at the skill positions uh, at Alabama when he was there. Like, give any quarterback uh, the weapons that he got to work with, and I'm, I guarantee they're putting up numbers. Like, Alabama quarterback, they get in there, they put up numbers. So, yeah, but like the positions he plays with, you know, like the half the skill position players he plays with, they're going to be good in the NFL regardless. Like, he's going to be throwing to Jaron Judy. He's going to be throwing to whichever five tight ends you guys have there. Fan, you guys have like fucking four tight ends there, and they're all fucking fantastic. But who the fuck is Trey Lance throwing to? He's throwing to uh, uh, fucking Joe Smith. I mean, <laughs> that might translate good to North Dakota State. Uh, you might want to fact check me on that. I don't, wait, wait, did you go to uh, – oh, yeah, North Dakota State. Sorry. Just wanted to make sure. Um, you know, whoever he's throwing to at North Dakota State, that's not going to translate to, you know, who he's playing with in the fucking NFL. I mean <sighs> – you have Mac Jones thrown to all these kind of guys. He has a lot of looks at good SEC defenses. And let me tell you something. You know, you might be your first day at uh, watching, like, NFL kind of stuff. But uh, whoever the fuck North Dakota State's playing, their defenses are not going to be SEC defenses. So Mac Jones already has the – um, he already has the the step above on that for sure. So I don't. I just goddamn Trey Lance really needs to go in the second round. Put him back then in the second round. We we don't need him. No team needs him. I mean, get the fucking guy in the second round. I mean, Mac Jones is playing literally SEC defenses which are better than probably, like, the Bengals' defense, probably better than, like, the, you know, also say it, I'll say it, the Redskins' defense. It's not the football team, it's the Redskins, you know? Probably better than the Redskins' defense, uh, probably better than, you know, three-quarters of the defenses. SEC is elite. It does not matter. Who the team is? SEC is elite. I don't like Trey Lance going here. Um, I will literally be sad if you guys draft Trey Lance, and I'm not even a Broncos fan. Thank you. That's, and that's my TED talk. <laughs> oh boy! Point taken. Point taken, sir. <laughs> who's, he, who's he throwing against? Northern Arizona? I literally had somebody that played on my flag football team at California Baptist University who literally went to Northern Arizona University and played literally cornerback, and we didn't win the championship. So, you know, if that tells you something about the fucking defense that Trey Lance is going up against, Jesus Christ. You could form a fucking... uh, uh, you could form a flag football team defense against him, and it's the same shit that he's going up against every single time. 
<laughs> he can't do it. He's era. He's era Krauts 2.0. Wow. Ouch. What? <laughs> Point taken on Trey. And I like your team. I like your team. I'm a big Broncos guy because I root for him because, you know, we're in a different, you know, conference. I don't give a fuck about it. But, I mean, you got to go Mac over uh, Trey Lance. You got to do it. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> And, and this is now six for six, Mike yeah. attacking Terry Lance. It doesn't, matter, six. it doesn't matter how many podcasts we do. Fucking, we could do 25 fucking podcasts on the same shit, and I'm, I, I'm not sold on Terry Lance. I mean, come on with it. Yeah, I will say you're consistent with that take, though. You yeah. don't switch up. Appreciate yeah. that. I'm, I'm right here. I'm still here. I mean, if Trey <laughs> is drafted and he does well, you're going to be the first person to tell me that I'm a fucking idiot. But I'm going to take that take until I die, until he fucking, you know, until he's a fucking Brandon Whedon, you know? <laughs> oh, shoot. All right, so. Sorry, let's continue. Sorry. No worries, no worries. So, next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Now, there's been talk that they were going to trade up and get uh, Kyle Pitts. I don't see that happening. That team needs help on the defensive side of it. And bad. And with Parsons gone, uh, I'd say – Build up your secondary. Now, I've seen this get flip around a bunch of different times. They can go Joe Horn's kid, J.C. Horn. They can go with the Patrick Sertain's kid, Patrick Sertain Jr. Uh, fairly, he's kind of dropped after having back surgery, so I don't blame teams for being a little scared of him. But I go with the NFL pedigree uh, at, at corner. His dad was a great corner. And he played at Alabama. You can't go wrong with Patrick Sertan, uh, uh the second, and with this pick. So that's where I got uh, Dallas going right now. Yep, I think I agree on that. I think we both agree there. I think Sertain's the best pick for them, um, especially when you invest so much on Jack uh, Prescott for the time being. So, yeah, I think. I mean. They've been a consistent nine and seven team uh, over the years. You know, you gotta try and at least get some defensive support uh, right. for what they've been doing. So yeah, I like Sertain there actually, and I think that could be good for them because I mean, their offense is not bad. I mean, they have uh, they still have uh, Zeke. They still got uh, Amari Cooper. I mean, the offense. I don't think is is the main concern. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I think Sertain could be uh, pretty nice. So yeah, I agree. Cool. So next we got the New York Giants now. 
Giants, I don't see them as some spot for Mac Jones and because they aren't fully invested in Daniel Jones. I don't buy that at all. I think if anything, this offseason has shown that they're all in on this guy, especially once Saquon Barkley gets back, you and they'll yeah. really be like, All right, this is this is our guy. So I think with this pick, they're just gonna try and get him some more weapons. Now, seeing Devontae Smith and seeing his and, and he he he's not as small in terms of height as Tavon Austin as I was initially thinking, but he's small. Like I didn't know he was weighing one sixty. Like one sixty at uh, not tight end, but a wide receiver spot. That's asking a lot uh, at this stage in the NFL. So um, I'm partially want to go with uh, Jalen Waddle, but you talked me into it from the last uh, time we spoke. Waddle is more like your speedster, knock things off over the top. Devontae Smith can be a nice balance alongside with Kenny Galladay and what they already have there. So I got Devontae Smith at this pick here. Yep. I have Devontae Smith. I don't think we have any uh, two concerns there. Um, yeah, I go Smith. I'm cool with that. Cool. So next pick, now the Eagles. Now this one, had we had done this uh, same show a week ago, I would have had this pick being different because no, nothing was saying that uh, Jalen Hurts wasn't going to be going in as the dude. You trade Carson Wentz away, and the only other guy that's there is, <laughs> Joe, is Joe Flacco. And if you're thinking Joe Flacco still has a career in this league, then uh, you must still be watching old tape from – 10 or 15 years ago, so I don't know what what you're on there with that, but apparently there's going to be some type of quarterback competition, and it ain't on the roster right now, so I say they may draft a guy, and this is where I see Mac Jones going at this point. I got the Eagles going with uh, Mac Jones here. Okay. Yeah. I like that pick. Um, they could either go, I mean... It does kind of depend. I mean, like, you know, like every single kind of draft, I know, quarterback kind of falls a little, uh, you know, longer than people think. If Mac Jones is there, I mean, damn. If Mac Jones is still there at 12, I mean, you kind of have to go with him. But if he's not there um, and Trey Lance is still there, I'd say fuck Trey Lance and just uh, go Mike Barstas there at this point. Yeah, yeah, I could see that that too. Like if Parsons doesn't get picked uh, all the way up there with with Carolina and like the other teams, uh, I can't see them really having a need for him at this point. Uh, then uh, he can. If you kind of see, Hurst is almost kind of like uh, Trey Lance. I mean, they're both, you know, mobile quarterbacks. So I don't. Even if Trey Lance falls that far to the Eagles, it's just – I just don't think that's much of a trade-off to Jalen Hurts and that kind of guy. So, 
I feel like if Mac Jones is gone, I feel like you can't go Trey Lance because it's literally the same as that quarterback you just started last year. So if you invest in uh, Jalen Hurts, then you got to go Barstons, I feel like. Just saying. Just a bit. Now, this is where we start to get a little interesting in terms of some of the linemen uh, that could possibly go in off the board here uh, with the Chargers. Uh, Chargers, they're pretty much set on offense in terms of like the the skill positions. And I don't know how Keenan Allen still gets open. Man runs just about as fast a 40 time as I did when I was in in college, and yet he still gets gets open, and yeah, I, I don't get it. But Justin Herbert, uh, that dude, he definitely impressed last year. So it isn't that they need any more weapons. If anything, just keep them upright. So I have them going lineman right now. I, I initially was going to go with the uh, uh, lineman out of SC uh, to kind of. Uh, uh, to kind of stay in uh, Southern California. I know they'd appreciate that, but I got them going with the uh, lineman out of uh, Virginia Tech, Dareshaw. Yeah, I took – yeah, I agree with that 100%. Cool. So next we got Minnesota. Now, if we're doing this draft on personally on who they should take, uh, right now, I personally say that this team needs to get a new quarterback. I have never been a Kirk Cousins believer. That guy gets you but so far, and he has a ceiling. So, and I don't see that Minnesota is ever going to get where they think they should be with him at quarterback, especially the money that they're paying him. But that's just my opinion on that. They, I think, uh, can go a number of different ways. I'd honestly like to see them go, though, and they're set on defense. They just honestly need to get healthy. Their biggest thing last year was that shitty quarterback that they got. But aside from that, it was they had Justin Jefferson, and then I don't know what was up with Thielen for part of the year, but he seemed like he might have been tailing off a little bit. So in this instance, I think maybe uh, this is a spot where Jalen Waddle could go. So he's kind of fallen all the way down to like mid part of the first round by this point. So I think this would be great valuing to grab him right now. Yeah, if they yeah, I totally agree. If uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins isn't going to be you know. Fucking Aaron Rodgers, so they gotta at some point come to terms with that. That you know, Kirk Cousins is not gonna win them the division. So maybe they just took Justin Jefferson last uh, draft too. That was big for them. He's a good guy, um, but I don't. Sorry about the technical technical difficulties, everybody. Uh, but we're back and after that quick break. So uh, we were going over the Minnesota Vikings pick uh, there, Mike. I had uh, 
Jalen Waddle going there, and you were talking about uh, how uh, the Vikings matched up with your Packers. So if we want to continue from there. Yeah, so I um, – I mean, I feel like the Vikings are good on the offensive standpoint. I like that pick if they do uh, Jalen Phillips from uh, uh, Miami right there. I mean, he was uh, – um, I saw him play for uh, one and a half seasons for UCLA. So, you know, I kind of saw him play. I feel like that's a hell of an edge rusher going off there. Mm-hmm. Um, I It's just kind of tough because I feel like um, – I don't know, man. I feel like I'm not trying to be biased, but I feel like it doesn't matter who the fuck you draft there. You know, you're not going to be fucking Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, at the same time, um, a defensive guy, I feel like would be huge because they already have Thielen. Um, who's their uh, their second guy? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So, like, with Justin Jefferson, yeah. Sorry. With Justin Jefferson and, like, Adam Thielen, I mean, like, I feel like you don't have to – if you believe in, you know, Kirk Cousins, I feel like you don't have to add another offensive weapon to that. If you add a defensive guy like Jalen Phillips, I feel like that might be huge for them, to be honest. So, that's just me. I feel like in this draft they might want to go defense because they – if you watch the first matchup when we played them last year, we scored like 45 points against them. So I feel like that uh, Jalen Phillips out of Miami, feel like that could be kind of big for them. Yeah, I I, I can see that because they would basically be replacing uh, some of the pass rest that they've lost previous. And I also thought about going corner here. But uh, I'm seeing Waddle and how far he's dropping. It's like, uh, but you know what? Uh, uh, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I won't go Phillips here. I'd say that they uh, snag a corner, if anything, see if they can get a guy that can hopefully try to match up with Tay Adams, although I don't think anybody really can. But they go with uh, Joe Horn's kid, uh, J.C. Horn, uh, the out of South Carolina and to to help out that defense at just on second thought. Yeah, so I feel like if they don't do like Phillips, I mean like you you gotta have to do something on the the defensive side of the ball. Because your offense, I feel like if you're like a, a Viking fan, your offense is fine. But yeah, it, it it's gotta be defense. Yeah. So now with the next pick, that on the other hand, though, I don't see Waddle dropping any further here. Like, and New England is, uh, they they're making some moves in, in free agency, bringing in Jonu Smith and another guy, the tight end. They used to be for the Chargers. I can't think of his yeah, name. Yeah, right. Hunter, uh, Hunter something, Hunter, right? Yeah, Hunter Henry. That's right. Yep, Hunter so, Henry. Yep. I see that th- this is trick area for them to get like a speed dude. Now, the thing with New England, they've never drafted well at wide receiver. Like 
and you can go on down the list on all the dudes that they've drafted at wide receiver that have been just straight busts. Like the guy that they got there now, Nikhil Henry, bust. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the Alabama dudes are different. You don't typically see busts, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball, wide receiver at least, with Alabama. So I say get uh, Jalen Waddle. See what you have with Cam. If you don't have anything solid, you only got him on a one-year deal. But your offense outside of quarterback will be set at, at that point, and you can just move forward from there. Yeah, see, that's a, kind of the tricky standpoint because I don't – I mean, like, man, if you watched Cam Newton last year, I mean, he didn't really do shit. I mean – you might have won a couple fantasy football leagues early in the year because he had a couple of rushing touchdowns, but I just don't – I'm just not set on Cam Newton being a one-year deal. So you have Cam Newton on like a one-year deal. Um, then what happens next year, you know, for them? It's, Mark, it's, it's tough for them. This is a tough Mark, pick for the – the Patriots, because I don't – Cam Newton didn't really do shit last year, though. Yeah? My thought process on Cam is that beginning of the year, he was killing it. And it's when he got COVID, it was like downhill from there. So it, it's one of those things where do you believe the tape that first half of the season when he was healthy with COVID? Now, and then you also got to consider – look at some of the characters he was throwing to out there in New England. Like, yeah. that's why getting some weapons out there might actually help. Because I I, I consider myself a, 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 a huge football fan and put a gun to my head. If you were to if, – if I were – if someone were to ask me name a five wide receiver set for the New England Patriots, I'd say pull the trigger because I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I can't. I'm dead serious. I'd have to look up online who five wide receivers, especially if you take Edelman out of the equation, five wide receivers that yep. they had on that team, let alone uh, whoever their tight ends were. So that right there tells you, I don't know what uh, Tom Brady was working with the skill position there, but if it was these cast of characters that uh, Cam had to work with, then I need to give that guy more credit than I had been giving him for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, moving on from New England, because personally, I don't like talking about, I don't like hyping that team up any more than they already get hyped up. We got uh, Arizona. Now, Arizona, they're on the uptick. They got uh, uh, Kyler Murray, who we'll see if he's really what he was showing initially before he got dinged up a little bit in the season and they were when they were surprising some teams or if they're the team that once they got tape on what him and uh, – Cliff Kingsbury were doing, figured all that stuff out and was shutting them down. 
they're set pretty much on the offensive side. You can make yep. an argument that they may need to get a, a running back here. So I could see them possibly going with Najee Harris, uh, the running back out of uh, Alabama. But I don't yeah. think they do that. That defense couldn't really stop anybody. And I don't think J.J. Watt adding him is the answer, seeing as how they just lost. Patrick Peterson at uh, corner to Minnesota, and that's another uh, reason why to like pair him with um, uh, with some of uh, with what we were just mentioning in Minnesota a couple picks before. But I say go with uh, fairly at this pick here. Uh, you got uh, basically your new Patrick Peterson there. Uh, Peterson was there for a decade and was all pro corner there to get a new dude in there to kind of fill that same role and hopefully get some stability over there. Yep. I agree with that. I agree. Now, personal bias here. Uh, next pick is the Las Vegas Raiders. Seeing as how I loathe this team and Hate them with with the passion. With the passion, I have them going with random kicker, and I'll keep it not because I, I can't do that. As much as I hate the Raiders, I ain't gay. I will, even though Gruden has drafted a kicker in the first round before, so I won't say it won't ha- it won't happen. But this pick here is honestly pretty interesting because. On the surface, you don't think that they need help uh, on offense. You got dynamic running back. Um, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head. A dude from Alabama. Uh, from, oh, yeah, Josh Jacobs. Exactly, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I still think that Derek Carr is a pretty solid uh, quarterback. He isn't like the end-all, be-all, but if he's your quarterback, you can do – a whole lot worse. I'd I'd gladly take him on my team right about now. And then this is where it comes into play, the wide receivers. You lost Nelson Aguilar to the Patriots, and and we'll see if uh, part of what he was doing last year was a fluke or if he's really uh, finally figured out what was going on when he was in Philly with the drops. And so – you got Darren Waller, who's an excellent tight end. That guy is definitely uh, elite of elite. Yep. Or then you can go, uh, since Henry Ruggs, to me, honestly, he's a straight-line speed guy. He doesn't really give you too much more than that. So it's an instance where do you get another, like, big-bodied wide receiver that can go out and, like, go out and grab a ball, not necessarily blow by you, but can is the total package. I say they go do that. Uh, the, and to try, because in this division, it's not, you aren't stopping uh, Kansas City. So as much as you might no. want to help, help out the defense, you need to score with that team. And with this here, you just need to give Car- uh, Derek Carr more weapons. So I have them going uh, wide receiver, getting the wide receiver out of Minnesota, uh, Rashad Bateman. Yep. So that's where I got them going. Yeah, because the two wideouts, I mean, you got Bateman and then you got uh, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Um, 
if they want to go defensive end, uh, like defensive, you can kind of go like Jameer Davis uh, from Kentucky, good linebacker there. But yeah, I feel like you gotta go at least offensive, either Bateman or uh, Moore. I think that's the go-to. Yep. And then next we got uh, the Dolphins back up on the clock now here. I honestly still have them giving uh, Tua just help. And we mentioned earlier that when they took Jamar Chase at the beginning that they're still missing a running back. Here's where I think they get their running back and they get a guy that Tua is familiar with. I say they go – Little high for a running back, but I say they grab Najee Harris here and kind of said this is their this is their like their version of the triplets where Tua a quarterback chases your uh, is like your version of the playmaker Michael Irvin, and then and Najee Harris is their version of Emmett Smith, and they see if they can kind of be that. Uh, three-headed monster for the next decade in the in the NFC not NFC but the AFC East. I don't personally see it because of the because of Tua. I'm not necessarily a believer, but I think if you do believe in him, you surround him with as much weapons as possible and you go with that as a pick. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. So next we have the Washington football team since this team can't settle on a on a name yet. So they need a quarterback. Uh, but the problem is there isn't any quarterbacks at this point that you that you would and, and, and realistically take, I say. Like you could stretch and try and get a, a Kellen uh, Mond, but I haven't heard not one person say he's a first-round uh, quarterback. So at this stage here, your best bet is a kind of protecting the quarterbacks you do have, and whether it be uh, the bearded one, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or uh, – and that uh, Haneke from last year uh, that uh, played in the playoffs for him, and maybe he ends up being their guy. So I got the big guy from SC, Barrett uh, Tucker, going uh, to Washington here. Yep. So I agree on that. I mean, like, no real good quarterbacks going to fall this old in the draft. So if you – you pretty much have to go with the uh, – uh, with Haneke or uh, uh, what was his name? Sorry, John a blank. Vera Tucker. No, what's their uh, uh, the the quarterback? Oh, uh, Mond. No, uh, the fuck was his name? Oh yeah, Fist Magic. Yeah, sorry. So oh, sorry, there, yeah. So, like, if you want to go with this Magic or, uh, like, Heineke, yeah, you got to go offensive line here. Because, I mean, no other quarterback's going to fall this far down the draft. So, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. 
No, so I like no. that. Yeah, so I like Tucker. I feel like, I mean, you're really only going to go with uh, uh, with Fitzmagic or uh, Heineke. So, yeah, that makes sense. Guard him, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I honestly, this next pick is a complete shot in the dark. And it's one of those things where the Bears, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They yeah. they didn't keep Mitch around, and they replaced him with Andy Dalton. And from everything Andy Dalton is saying, he's saying that he's been promised the, the starting job. So if Andy Dalton's your starter and your, the, your weapons that you have already there is – Allen Robinson, and then whatever you got going, uh, uh, David Montgomery at um, at running back. I don't know what the hell this team is doing. <laughs> I'm just being real with you. Yeah. What, what uh, wide receivers? That I give them some help. I say uh, get Eliza Moore uh, at wideout. Yeah. Try to plug them in and just give that team some type of offense because who knows? It ain't it ain't like it's going to change their 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 fortunes at all. But if I had to go with anything at this point, uh, I go Elijah Moore there. Yeah. Um, as far as the birds go, I don't give a fuck what they do. They're going to be dog shit regardless. Um, so they could. Just draft a fucking kicker. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter who their fucking quarterback is. They're going to be the third or fourth team in the division again. So I can give two fucks about them. Touche. Touche. I mean, you might as well draft, you know, like Cordy Parkey 2.0 and have him hit a double donkey again. So, yeah, I could really <laughs> give a fuck. Um, if I had to give a fuck, they probably should take either whichever one falls, Bateman or more, I guess. <laughs> but it's not going to make a difference. They're still going to be dog shit. So, you know. This is true. Yeah. Good yeah. point. It's, a, it's not going to improve them much, but I mean, uh, all right. So take the the second of the two. You know, whichever one it is. That's fine. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, moving on to uh, the Colts. Now, the Colts are interesting because everybody seems to be thinking that this team is if, – if Frank Wright can correct uh, Carson Wentz, this is a sleeper team to make it to the Super Bowl. And – not if, you, if you ask me, I'm like, who are their weapons? They got Jonathan Taylor at running back, okay. They got – they're bringing back T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver, okay, yeah. even though T.Y.'s been hurt. Uh, th- this team is like – it's like a bunch of no-name guys. And maybe that's a good thing. Like, there is – they're, they're good as they're a collective, but it's like, who are all you dudes and how did you end up with 
as many wins as he did last, especially with a old Phillip Rivers at quarterback. It's like, how did this team win as many games as they did? But they did. And and I don't really see them tapering off at all. So in a team like this, it's kind of tough to to look for a like a need for them. I would say, if anything, that I do I believe that the, their left tackle Anthony Costanzo he retired. So yeah. if anything, I say get a replacement left tackle. So uh, I say go the. Uh, tackle out of um, excuse me, out of Michigan, and, and I'm slipping on his name right now. Let's see if I can find. Him. Yeah, I can't find me there. Damn. Oh, well, I mean, they could go O line. I mean, uh, well, no, that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, they could go. Shit, what the fuck was his name? Yeah. Oh, where did he go? What's his name? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, oh, the uh, no, that's the edge guy. It's not gonna be pay. That's the edge guy. No. Yeah. I don't know the. Let me filter this thing. Meh. Colts might be fucked. They have him going, uh, like receiver, just based off of like the, like the mock draft. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best move, though. I don't know if that's yeah. the best move. Well, yeah. whoever did that, the big guy from Michigan. Yeah, sorry, big guy from Michigan. I don't know your name, but you're going to the Colts. <laughs> yeah, because like they, I feel like they. They already have enough of people like on the offensive uh, standpoint, so I don't think they need that. But yeah, you just that need make to keep, more sense. You just need to keep Wentz healthy, basically, because exactly. the guy talk about a guy that's everybody says Jimmy G is banged up every year. No, Carson Wentz is banged up every year, and he he still even that he still has to prove himself too. I found in Jalen Mayfield. I was like, losing my mind. Sorry, Jalen, but there you go. You're you're now living in Indianapolis. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense because you got to, like, you literally have to, yeah, you got to think about Carson Wentz. I mean, he's not the most durable guy. He's not the most accurate guy. So, yeah. That makes more sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And next we have Tennessee. Now, 
they have lost some weapons this offseason, losing Jonu Smith and losing uh, Corey Davis. And, and it isn't like the run, uh, Tannehill is that great a uh, QB anyway, but as long as you got uh, King Henry in the backfield now, okay, yeah, how, how long he could keep this up where he's just killing guys uh, <laughs> with that uh, punishing style is another story, but I say that this team, they go uh, get themselves some more beef up front to open up more holes get the yeah. lineman at Oklahoma State, uh, Tevin Jenkins. Yep. Agreed. I mean, because they, you know, whether you believe in Tannehill or not, I mean, he's done enough to get to the playoffs every single fucking year that he's been there. So, yeah, Jenkins makes sense. I like that pick. Which is weird to me where he couldn't – do jack shit in Miami, and now all of a sudden he's yeah. he's winning in Tennessee. But hey, the NFL is weird, man. Hey, if you get him a guy on the offensive lineman, who knows? Yeah, I like that yeah. pick. And we have the Jets. The Jets, Again, yeah. Now the Jets, they got their supposed quarterback of the future with the with that uh, with the second pick in Zach Wilson and question is does he have enough help at wide receiver uh, right now or do you get him some help in the backfield is this a point where maybe pick up the running back from Clemson uh, Travis Etienne hmm that's pretty tempting, but I think they probably can get him at the top of the second round. Like I can't yeah. see two for two uh, running backs in the first round. This draft, if this draft was ten years ago, that definitely would have happened. But in the way the NFL is run now, running backs don't have that type of value anymore. So that we'd push aside and see if they can get some help on the. Defensive side of the ball. Now, me personally, I say the edge dude out of Miami that you had referenced before, and to get some type of pass rush going on in in New York. But we've seen dudes that were supposed to be the next big thing as a pass rush star in in New York kind of fizzle out. So I don't know if you want to put that pressure on the dude, but Coming from the U, I think he might be able to handle it, so I got him going here. Yeah, if he falls that far, I mean, that's a great that's a great pick for the Jets if he falls that far. Um, they can also do uh, – there's two cornerbacks as well. Um, if they want to go that way, uh, Newsom from uh, uh, Northwestern and then uh, uh, the Furley from uh, – Virginia Tech. I could see that, or maybe even Patrick's, uh, not Patrick, but uh, Asante Samuel's kid. I could see him from Florida State, too. Uh, I could see yeah. that happening. So, yeah, they actually have a couple ways they can go on defense. So, this is actually about to be some like defensive heavy picks coming up here pretty soon, really. So, but oh, yeah. yeah. 
if Phillips falls that far from the U, you got to do it. That's 100%. I agree. So next we got Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh, this is another team kind of like Washington where they need a quarterback because yeah. I don't know what they're thinking, thinking that Ben Roethlisberger is going to – he he – I won't even say he did survive last year. The corpse of Big Ben survived last year. And somehow they're thinking they can run it back with him again this year. But there just isn't a quarterback to take at this point, not a reasonable one to take at least. So if that's the case and you're set at the wide receiver position and Again, just like we mentioned with tra- uh, with the Jets before, this isn't a spot really to take Travis Etienne, even though like a running back is a serious need for this team because they could not run the football last year. But I don't see them going that spot either. I got them just uh, keep trying to shore up that uh, pass defense, especially with the quarterbacks that they have to face in that division. So I got I'm going with Asante Samuel's kid uh, with this pick here. Yep, I agree. I agree there. Cool. So moving on, we got Jacksonville again. Now, this team, they basically need everything. So we could pretty much pull a name out of a hat and, and get somebody for them. Uh, but uh, there was a name that you had mentioned earlier. I I kind of lost track. The linebacker uh, for uh, Davis from Kentucky. I yeah. say you got your captain on offense with Trevor Lawrence earlier. You can get your captain on defense uh, here with this spot. This is, seems like a good pick, and this kind of solidifies your future with with these two picks at this point here. So I go there. Yep, I agree with that, hundred percent. Cleveland. <laughs> oh, now maybe it's just me, but I normally am, uh, love listening to the Colin Cowherd, the herd with Colin Cowherd daily, and the way he goes in on Baker Mayfield and his expectations for this guy and how much he's failed since getting into the league and the pressure he's putting on this dude is ridiculous. But he's somehow thinking that uh, the Browns might have top to bottom the best uh, roster in all of football and anything less than a birth of the Super Bowl is a disappointing season. So – they, they can really go, if Collins is right, they can go any direction they want. I don't think that's the case. I think the Browns are a very good team. Yeah. We're, with the potential to be great if Baker is anywhere near solid. And, like, I love their weapons on offense. They don't need to touch that offense. That offense could stay as is. Yep. So it's all about supplementing the, the defense here at this point. That secondary is amazing. I love that their secondary. I wish they, the Broncos could have drafted some of those guys in the secondary. 
if there's a spot they need, it, it's probably a, either like a pass rush or some stability at linebacker. So I got them going linebacker out of uh, Notre Dame uh, with this pick. With this pick here. Oh yeah, the uh, what's his name? The Kamara. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah, because like you said, the the offensive is pretty much, you know, that's fine. That's going to come down to it. So, yeah, I agree with that, linebacker. Cool. And getting down to the end of this here, got a couple more picks. Uh, with uh, Baltimore coming up next, Uh I'd say get uh, Lamar some more weapons because that's really what they need on this team at this point here. But for Baltimore's weird. They're kind of like you guys at, at Green Bay where you think they what they're going to do is get uh, the team, so, uh, get uh, their quarterback some help, but they don't. They draft either defense or like on the offensive line. I don't really see them getting a – offensive lineman this far down at this point. Uh, I see out of the wide receivers left uh, more. Uh, Rondell Moore. I could yeah. see them going there, get like a speedster type wide out to kind of help out uh, and on that side of the ball. And kind of he kind of is the same thing as the Hollywood Brown, so maybe no, maybe one of the bigger bodied wideouts uh, if he doesn't fall there. But I say pencil in a wideout at this spot, at the very least. Maybe not more, but somebody there in that same vein. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. Because I mean, you saw what they had last year. I mean, they're sometimes their uh, games were kind of tough to watch on the offensive standpoint. So, yeah, I agree with that. And next we got uh, New Orleans. This is another quarterback needy team as far as as I'm concerned, at least. I don't see Jameis or Taysom Hill as really the answer there. But, again, with these teams down here uh, trying to uh, get a quarterback there really isn't one, so it's kind of best player available type of yeah. thing. If I had to uh, get some, like, defensive help, who's the best safety on the board? So is this guy Trayvon Mooring? Yeah, from TCU. They also got the linebacker uh, from Tulsa, uh, like Collins there, you know. Yeah, like best defensive guy because that team got gassed. They well before last year at least they were getting gassed on defense, and so I say go there. Either that or like uh, who's the guy from Miami? The other guy Rousseau, like the pass rusher, something like that. No, 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 not uh, Phillips, but uh, Gregory Rousseau. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Something like that there to help them out. Yep, that makes sense because, I mean, I feel like they – their offensive standpoint, I mean, they do have a lot of good guys there on the offensive, so maybe defense maybe a little bit 
more of, of a better uh, focal point there. All right. Now, here's what you've been waiting for, man. Your team is up at Green Bay Packers. I'm not even going to say that they they can't not take someone on at, at wide out or running back here. Now, I don't think they'll take a running back because, as we've mentioned a bunch of times, Etienne, even this and maybe at the 29th, they might might go with uh, Etienne if everything shakes out what, how we're saying. But with them just now uh, bringing back Aaron Jones at that contract, I don't see that being the case. So maybe they uh, get somebody else at the wide receiver. But I personally like you guys wide receivers. Like, I don't see yeah. anything really wrong with what you got. Like, uh, Valdez Scantling, yeah, he, you could ask for a little bit more consistency out of him. But I think you got the best one or two wide receivers in the league with Adams. I Trust me, he's a staple on my fantasy, all of my fantasy teams. I always make sure he's my first wide out taken. And so I'm actually leaving this one up to you, man. Who do you got your team going with? Well, I think our uh, the draft pick we need to do is the fucking sign Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That's the fucking draft pick right there. Because I don't give a fuck who we pick. It's not going to make a difference. We got to sign Aaron Rodgers for uh, until he can't play no more. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Like we, our wideouts are fine. Our running backs are obviously fine. It just doesn't make any sense to not take anybody except us on the defensive side of the ball. Got to do defense. Um, I'm looking. Kevin King can – shit, he could show his way off of Green Bay after the bullshit he pulled for uh, Scotty Miller on the – that one in that MC Championship game. Um, I don't know. I like that that linebacker, Collins, uh, from Tulsa. Big guy. Um, I like the safety, the uh, the mooring from, from TCU as well. I mean, we don't need offensive, man. We really don't need offensive. We need defense. Defense. Okay. Okay. Defense, defense first because the offense obviously did not lose that game versus Tom Brady. So that's true. Um, that's true. Like if you can get some secondary help because yeah, yeah like the your secondary. I wouldn't say that. It, like the one. Well, Jair is fine. Yeah, I was him, he, but. He's nice. I, I like him. Yeah, like they, scrubs like Kevin King be fucking up. So, <laughs> I mean, not mad if they pick the uh, the morning, but to be honest, I feel like our best draft pick is to sign fucking Aaron Rodgers to a long-term deal and get him to retire in Green Bay. But, you know, that's not up to me. So, we'll see. All right. So, <laughs> Sign Aaron Rodgers is, is the pick. <laughs> yeah, that's my pick. Sign fucking Aaron Rodgers to a lifelong deal. I don't give a fuck how much it takes. <laughs> that's my draft pick right there. 
right. So next we got Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo, that this team is actually weird because they, I think they got everything they need. It's just a matter is what they have. Can it beat Kansas City? That's the only question left with with this team. They don't need any more weapons on offense, which is amazing because when you think about it, they got uh, Diggs and then the cast of characters at wideout, but Josh Allen makes it work somehow, and yep. a bunch of no names in the backfield. I mean, he's really their running game, but they have complimentary running backs. And then – on defense, they're solid for, at all levels. You can't really find a weakness, like a true weakness. So, if anything, I say get more pass rush to try get more pressure on Mahomes. And in that, I'd say uh, get pay out of Michigan. That might be a little bit of a stretch there, picking him right here. But, I mean, with this team, you're kind of nitpicking at – what to try and get. You're not uh, getting a big run stuff or guy to stop the run because you're basically drafting to beat Kansas City. That's your competition right now if you're Buffalo. Like nobody else should yeah. be superseding you as the number two team in the AFC. It should basically be who do we need to pick up here that can be uh, help us beat Kansas City right now. I mean, they do have as far as a, 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 a... As far as D line goes, they got Bearmore there from Alabama too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Could be a interesting pick there, but yeah, I mean, they really don't need anything like a offensive guy like Tony from uh from Florida. But yeah, they might as well stock up on defense. I mean, you know, defense is always good, so you might as well try and get that. Uh, that defense up, so maybe the, I mean, Bearmore shit, you could. Yeah, I, I guess you could. It was him. You got somebody in the middle to chase Aaron. I don't know, not Aaron, but um, to chase uh, Mahomes while uh, your uh, your edge dudes can kind of pin pincer him in from the outside. So yeah, I, I can see that being being a thing too for sure but yeah, yeah. That, that's basically your number one goal right there is how do we stop this guy I mean how do we stop yeah how do we stop this guy how do we stop this team that's what Buffalo's offseason has to be all about because as much as Miami's improving and you know that New England will come back that division really isn't going to be your focal point. It's going to be what can we do to beat uh, Kansas City uh, come playoff time in January. Exactly, and that's why I feel like D-line, I mean, really what you want to do is just stop Patrick Mahomes, which is, you know, that's easier said than done, obviously. But, I mean, maybe the first step in that is to maybe get one more – you know, lineman in there to kind of uh, fold the pressure down on Mahomes a little bit. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like they need nothing to like. They don't need anything on the offense standpoint. It's just yeah. how are you going to stop Patrick Mahomes? So, yeah. I feel like either D Lion or something like that could 
definitely go a long way in that. For sure. All right, and down to the last two picks. Uh, Kansas City, this t- if there wasn't an obvious, more obvious pick right here, to me, it's offensive line. Just basically oh, yeah. the best offensive lineman that drops to you here, that's who you draft if you're Kansas City. And yep. if anybody questions that, look at this film of the of the Super Bowl. And Mahomes yep. didn't get any type of time to throw to all those weapons. And he was running all over the goddamn field. Exactly. And because of that, that's why that game ended out the way it did is because he didn't have any time. Now, granted, uh, some of that was injury, but they ended up having to cut those dudes that were injured. So basically you got the, their backups. Now you did uh, make a, they signed uh, one of the guys from Green Bay, actually, didn't they? The Chiefs? Yeah, I, I think, think or, no, no, or not from Green Bay. It was from from New England, Joe Thune. So they oh, did, yeah. like, yeah. they did splurge on one, but that's just one piece. Now, maybe with getting the one guy that he, Duvernay, getting him back helps too, but you basically need to just kind of rebuild that offensive line to make sure that your $500 million man doesn't get touched again. So I go best offensive lineman on the board for Kansas City yeah. regardless. Like, you that don't need any more. From, yeah. Yeah, there could be a guy from Alabama that they – yeah, the Leatherwood. There could be that yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Just sure. protect, just protect your franchise, protect your half a billion dollar quarterback at all, uh, all counts. Yep, and that kind of goes to this last pick as well. You got to protect the forty-four year old co- coming up on forty-four year old man. Like I could give a fuck who they pick. <laughs> I really give a fuck who they pick. It doesn't matter. They re-signed their whole team. They literally resign their whole team. I don't give a fuck who they pick. It really, it, it, it doesn't matter. They'll be. Yeah. It really doesn't matter who the, the Bucks pick right here. Like who, who, whoever they pick is not going to be a game changer. It's not going to be a guy who comes in and you know, wins them like another Super Bowl. It's just yeah. That's it's true. just going to be a filler pick. It'll be a filler pick. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's literally going to be like the Patriots back when the Patriots were winning like all these Super Bowls. They literally picked like a random fucking guy out of the draft and he's just lucky to be there. Like they don't really need anything. Like they really, like they literally resigned their whole team from the Super Bowl. So, I mean, like I don't, I can't even tell you who they're going to pick because it really doesn't make any difference. Like they're still going to be in the NFC title game. So, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's true. But yeah. Might as well drop the fucking kicker. Something. <laughs> All right. So that is Jesus our full first round mock draft. We'll be back next week to kind of do a uh, see how we did because the first round of 
the NFL draft will be next week. So after that yep. is over, we'll do a quick recap on how that went. But before we head out, uh, we talk, started the show talking about some baseball. Uh, just want your thoughts real quick on where the season is so far. When I was checking the standings earlier uh, today, I it's like bizarro world out there, man. When you see like the Yankees are trash. And that whole damn division is weird. Like, the Red Sox are back playing again. I don't know what new cheating mechanics Alex Cora has got going on over there. But you got the Royals in first place, and everybody else in that division is all – the Twins were expected to, like, be – the Twins and the White Sox were expected to, like, not run away with it, but be the – the primary competition in that division and Kansas city somehow is in first place. Like what the heck is going on there? And out West, it's like the athletics, the Dodgers beat the brakes off them and now they can't lose. So it's like, I don't know what's going on out there, but it's weird, man. Very strange. It's just a product. I, I still feel like it's a product of being a early season. I mean, this is like literally the first month of the season. Uh, we're coming into the second month now. So, I don't know about the Yankees. I mean, that could – they can turn around. I mean, they still have a good lineup. I mean, you – like, you see their lineup. Um, a team like the A's started like 1-7, and seven and now they're like in the division lead. So, I don't put too much on to – Excuse me. I don't put too much onto uh, like the early division leaders now. Um, I feel like uh, we'll come back and talk about you know like the midway point to where that's gone to. Uh, I mean, the A's start like one and seven. They're like eleven and seven now. I mean, I just don't. I don't buy into that kind of stuff. The Yankees are the Yankees. They're so fine. I mean, they're. Five and ten, like, like whatever the fuck they are. I mean, they still have a lineup on any day that could heat up and beat anybody in the game. So I feel like it's it, it's just early. I mean, the teams that are peaking now, like the the A's, the you know, uh, the A's, even the uh, the Mariners, who are almost yeah. tied for the A's for the division lead. I mean. Yeah. They're not gonna do that the whole year. I mean, we've seen this in years past. They're like they're peaking now. Okay, come talk to me when like the All Star break comes. I mean, just come talk to me because this it's not gonna be the same team. So I don't put I don't put too much into it right now. I don't put too much into teams. You know, like like leading the division because like literally in a lot of divisions, a lot of games are. Literally, the division is like within like uh, two or three games for like pretty much a lot of the divisions going on now. So, like they're just kind of going back off of the COVID year. They're kind of coming back in. They having to play a full uh, season off of coming off playing half season. So, I feel like uh, maybe in like a month or two, I think we'll kind of get a better standpoint on on what we're doing here. But I don't, 
I don't put too much mind into like the teams that are not supposed to be there being there. I don't like they're not going to finish there. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right because if there's one sport that does have like the weirdness, and it's a hundred and sixty plus game season, so yeah, exactly. A really, really small sample size, but it did. It it was. It just when I was looking at the standings earlier in the week, I was like, "World is going on." It's like everyone outside of the Dodgers division is like, "All right." And have you guys have you guys woken up yet? You do realize the season has started. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, like it's. It's all going to get sorted out. I mean, the A's have led the division for, you know, a couple of years until, you know, like the halfway point comes on. And, yeah, it's it's all going to get sorted out to where it should be. So I'm not too concerned about these teams uh, uh, leading, you know, like right now. Like the Yankees are going to make a run eventually, you know. The Red Sox are going to fall off. The Angels are still right there. Um, the the Mariners have never won anything in the past twenty five fucking years, so they'll be fine. <laughs> uh, it, it's all gonna it's all gonna go into like the law of averages. It's all gonna average back out. I feel like it's just like literally the first month of the year. So yeah, I'm not too concerned about uh the teams like where they are now. We got a lot of lot of game to play, you know. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah, that'll definitely be a show for another time, but definitely appreciated you checking in with me, Mike, and we'll be back here next week to do the recap of the NFL draft and then uh, maybe have some other stuff cooking for you at that point in time too. But you got anything else you want to say before we sign off today, man? Uh. I feel like the only thing I want to say is uh, Trey Lance is the third-round quarterback. That's it. That's all I got to say. Again, with the shots at Trey Lance. Yeah, can't do it. I want to – and, like, you know what? When people want to, like, you know, like flip-flop their fucking little picks, you know, oh, my God, he's going to be here, he's going to be there. I'm going to stick with it. I I, I don't think he's going to be, like, worth a fuck in the NFL, so – I'll stick with it until I uh, live and die with it. So there we go. <laughs> and for my guy, Mike, this is your host, Niall Z, signing off. We will talk to you again later uh, next week. Have a great one, you guys. Peace. Appreciate it.